Welcome to the STR Insiders Podcast. We share tips for achieving your STR goals, aha moments, funny stories, and all the latest gossip of this STR life. Listen in as we keep it real and maybe a little sassy, celebrate successes, and own all the mistakes we've made along the way. Whether you're new to real estate investing, new to short-term rentals, or a seasoned pro, there's something here for you. Jackie is an STR property manager who consults with individuals looking to grow their own property management firm. Tracy owns STR consulting and media firms that provide education to investors who want to learn all about STR investing. For more information, please visit www.thestrinsiders.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the STR Insiders podcast. Jackie's phone's going off in the background. I just silenced it. (laughs) Oh, today we're going to start talking about some of the listing mistakes we see with new Airbnb setups, both in terms of the property itself, as well as online on Airbnb. And uh, I have a feeling this one's going to run a little long. So you might have to stick around for two whole episodes to catch all the tips we're going to drop for you. Yeah, secret sauce today, guys, we are giving all the secret sauce out, like what to do, what what not to do, like, this is where all the good stuff's at. So number one, envisioning the guest experience, envisioning what your guest is experiencing when they are in your space. Say you just get your first property and you are really starting to put together the design around the space and starting to stock the space. And I think it's really important to think about what your guest is experiencing when they're staying in the space. And a great way to do this is once you have furnished the space, Stay in the space for a few days, cook in the space, use the space like you would if you were on vacation and figure out what's missing. Yeah, I like to be my first guest. I was your first guest. That's true. true. (laughs) P.S. Jackie tried to kill me. And thank God that I almost tried to kill me. Thank God you tried to kill me. (laughs) Thank God you were in the space and not a guest. Um, Tracy was my first guest at my alpaca Airbnb. Uh, We were still finishing up some stuff there. She came to stay and she helped me paint it. We drank a lot of champagne and got the space in really great shape. And one of the first nights that she was staying there, was it the carbon monoxide alarm was going off in the middle of the night? I think it was the, the last night that I was there, I think. Yeah. And the, the carbon monoxide alarm woke me up. I think it was like four or five o'clock in the morning. It was early in the morning. Like the sun was just rising. And I'm like, what the, but we had been smelling little whiffs of like gas odor here and there. Yeah. Then apparently it was enough for the carbon monoxide uh, detector, which case in point, make sure that's one of the things you have in there before you even stay. (laughs) Make safety sure your first. detectors. That's right. Safety first. Was that the nest alarm that we installed or did you stay before I got that alarm installed? I'm not sure. The alarm was, whatever alarm it was, was going off. I couldn't figure out what was happening. It was the crack of dawn and I had your other property literally across the lawn that was empty and set up. So I was like, whatever, I'm just going to go sleep on the sofa in the other unit 
And I knew you would be there in the morning to finish working on that one. And then I would talk to you about it and we'd figure it out. So I don't remember. Tracy was sleeping on the couch and I was like, what happened? (laughs) I didn't have that much champagne people. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, the carbon monoxide alarm has been going off for a while. You should probably go check on that. First of all, I felt awful that that happened to you, but I was very glad it was not a guest and it was not my first review. This house was just inspected, just inspected when I purchased it. So, you know, but we went in there and, you know, Alan tore through everything and pretty much figured out that the heating mechanism, a hose had fallen off and was trying to kill Tracy. And so (laughs) we had it fixed and, you know, it was so great that we worked out those kinks before the first guest checked in. Well, I mean, when have you stayed somewhere? Because uh, I mean, you do a lot of setups and that's part of your process to stay in the yeah. unit, right? When have you ever stayed somewhere that there wasn't anything that needed to be resolved? Has that ever happened? Not even once. <laughs> We've had some pretty serious things come up too. Like there was that one rental in Myrtle Beach where I'm staying in the unit and every time I go to cook a meal, it's setting off this fire alarm that was just placed so close to the stovetop. I have no issues taking a fire alarm down and moving it, but you know, my handyman was going to be there later that day. So I left it. And when he was there, I was like, Hey, while you're here, do you mind moving this fire alarm? And he goes to unscrew this fire alarm. And electrocutes himself. Oh, that's right. While you were interviewing someone, right? I was, yeah, I was doing a video interview in the living room and literally Wi-Fi goes out, lights go out. The handyman falls across the floor. Like it's the most dramatic thing. He is electrocuted in the kitchen. You know, well, I'm glad you didn't move the smoke detector. Exactly. And but you know what I'm thinking is, oh my God. The first guest would have been cooking dinner. They're setting this alarm off. They're going to take the fire alarm down. And then a guest would have electrocuted themselves. This poor handyman too. Like I went in there and I was like, are you okay? Can I get you anything? And he's like, can you just grab me a beer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Myrtle. It's I dirty Myrtle. I mean, it's, it's par for the course. I can do that for you. I'm sorry. You know, but apparently like the contractor, the you know, professional contractor that this property owner hired had used painting tape to tape a bunch of the electrical that he had ran. So we we were able to discover that. And when the owner was in town a few weeks later, he went through and double checked all the electrical and removed a bunch of painting tape from both his units and used electrical tape instead. So, you know, these little things that you're so glad that you catch before a guest checks in, but that would have never been found if we weren't staying in the space and experiencing the space and knowing what a guest would do when they're, you know, when they're cooking their meal, they would have gone to remove that fire alarm and, and it would have been a big ordeal. Staying in the space is so important. And then it's just the small stuff, right? It's like, Oh, there's not a bottle opener in the kitchen or I'm missing a ladle or you know, it's those little things you're going to find just using the space like you would your own that you're going to go and pick up and make sure that guests have everything they need during their vacation. Or maybe like maybe you're in a beach rental and, you know, you're like, I really wish there were some beach chairs. 
that I could take down to the beach. Oh, you're killing me right now. That's my current thing. Cause I don't really want to offer beach chairs. <laughs> like, so for anyone listening, like I'm actually not a beach person. I mean, I like the ocean at night, but I don't get in the water. I burn like crazy. I literally have an allergic reaction to ocean water. So, like, <laughs> but I, I mean, I love the sound of the beach and all that, but so now I have a beach house and I don't hang out at the beach when the sun is up. So I don't need all this nonsense. <laughs> but yeah, I literally was working on that today. It was like, all right, so where's the line for me? I ordered coolers and a beach mat and all kinds of stuff earlier today. So yeah, totally. But one of the things for me, so first of all, I like to stay in, my, in a property for at least a week, not just a night or two, because yeah. things like a wine opener or a ladle won't come up if you're there briefly. But if you're really staying somewhere, you'll start to discover all these little things that you've overlooked. Like, oh, how did I think about this? Now, we have set up lists on the website that have really a lot of the information for some of this stuff, but every property is different. So there are going to be things that you need to some you don't need at others. And case in point, when I stayed at my townhouse in Colorado uh, the first time, I mean, I live in the mountains now, but they're not Colorado mountains. <laughs> you know, I'm somewhere around 2000 elevation. That's over 6,000 up there. That's a big difference. And it's dry where it's humid here. I had to add humidifiers to the spaces and it's come up multiple times from guests, like having that kind of thing, because when someone travels there for the first time, Elevation sickness alone is really common and you're in high desert. So dehydration is huge. And it was just like, I was, I felt like I was cracking up literally like my lips, my skin. Like I was like the, <laughs> the moisture is being sucked oh. out of my body by the uh, atmosphere here. And so I bought that for myself, but it's that you're your first guest or somebody is, you know, hell, you know, reach out. I'll be your dummy guest. You can try to kill me with your gas leaks. But you're not even the first one I dealt with that year. You're the second one, you know, and the first one was worse. So, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a pro at this now. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you weren't even phased when it I just exited the building. I'm like, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> we don't mess with gas. And you know what I think is, you know, in addition to the point you just made, like, you know, it's great to have those things like humidifiers in the space or whatever it may be. Because, you know, you're anticipating your guests' needs by staying in the space and, and realizing what is needed. But, like, it's those moments where I also think to myself, you know, maybe I should write up some altitude sickness pieces of advice to put into the house manual so that the guest has some information regarding, you know, altitude sickness so that they can be preventative. It's not just outfitting the space when you're staying in the space, it's okay, what information needs to be provided to the guests so that they're having a great vacation. Yeah, I didn't know for a long time that they sold canned air in like individual bottles. That would have been amazing. And I have had multiple friends and family come out and stay in that property. One was like having such a severe reaction. He was having nosebleeds, you know, and like to be able to hand someone some oxygen and a bottle, big bottle of water when they arrive and go, trust me, do it now, <laughs> you know, would have made a big difference. And, but I think really what we're getting at is identifying the problems and the challenges that guests are going to experience 
and solving them proactively, both in terms of amenity and offering as well as in your communication. Yeah, I've had guests stay and make comments like they had things I didn't even know I needed. And that for me is like when you've really done your job well, when a guest doesn't even know that they're going to need something or that they want something. And sometimes it's my awesome trash can or my sheep, but sometimes it's something more practical like the dehumidifier. And that all comes, at least for me, when you're staying in the space, it's very hard to like imagine all of those scenarios outside of the property. Not only anticipating the needs of the guests, but identifying problems with the guests. Like if you go out to use the hot tub in your own Airbnb and you find that maybe it doesn't have as much privacy as you thought and you're making eye contact with the neighbor, you're going to realize in that moment that maybe you should put up some greenery or something, (laughs) you know, to hopefully make guests feel more comfortable when they're using your hot tub. And you're just going to have those, those experiences where you're like, these are the problems my get my guests are going to run into. You know, these are the things my guests needs. You're going to be able to really get into the head and the shoes of the guests and hopefully address all those things before a guest ever checks into your space. Yeah, one of the things that you uh, brought to my attention earlier today, and as I admitted, I have not done this for the Florida property yet, is the the picture check in instructions. Yeah, so what's the deal with that? Yeah, picture check-in instructions. We have realized, because we do this professionally, that the only way to add picture-by-picture check-in instructions on the Airbnb platform is through the app. You can't do it through your computer on the on the Airbnb website. You have to use the phone app to add these picture-by-picture check-in instructions. And These are so important, especially, you know, there's a lot of Airbnbs out there that are down an alley or they're a backyard cottage or they're a secondary unit. You're not walking just up to a front door all the time when you're staying at a short-term rental. You know, it's important to have picture-by-picture check-in instructions covering where people are parking, how many people can park there, where the entrance is, how to use the keypad to avoid, you know, first of all, somebody getting frustrated that they can't get into the space or somebody rating you poorly on check-in, but also to avoid just your phone going off the hook every single time a guest checks in. You know, and when you're dealing with as many guests as I do, you know, you want the 4 p.m. hour or the check-in hour to be smooth and quiet. You don't want to be worrying about trying to call multiple guests back because too many people are calling you at once. So putting together those clear check-in instructions with all the information anyone is going to need while they are checking into the space is essential, important. At the end of the day, the guest doesn't want to call you and they probably don't even want to talk to you. So let them check in and find the bed and find the rest and all that. Well, I mean, I don't ever want to talk to my host, honestly. So I ironically, like I send multiple messages from start to finish, but as long as I have my check-in information when I need it, and if I message you, I get a response. Very rare that I say anything. It has to be awful, like urgent for me to reach out because everyone's got their own flavor. People like to keep to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I try to really do try to be polite, but really don't want to engage Mostly just because I don't want people to look at my, I don't want a host to look at my profile. And then like usually 
translates to, oh, I would love some feedback or essentially free consulting <laughs> is what happens. <laughs> so I try to be like really under the radar <laughs> because if you look at my profile, I have dozens of like as a guest Airbnb review and then hundreds as a host. So like as soon as somebody, you know, it's the same for you, right? If somebody sees that, then they start talking to you and you're like, oh, okay. I think people get a little nervous when they see me book their rental. Yeah. It's like thousands of reviews. Yeah, you have thousands. I have hundreds. I'm still, you know, a relative newbie compared to Jackie over here. And that's the other reason that I try not to reach out because I don't want to make a host feel like overly anxious or concerned because some of you may not like what I'm about to say, but it's the truth. If I can't give you five stars, I'm not going to leave you a review unless it is blatantly awful. Like it's either like a five or a one from me. And I feel like I'm pretty generous with fives because of what we do for a living. Then I don't want to be overly judgmental of someone else. I do not do the, well, this is what I do at my place. I don't do that. But yeah, so try to stay real low key, like under the radar almost. I, I don't want people. So I don't engage with, with hosts a whole lot when I'm their guest. But back on topic... It's a fun rabbit trail. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, this is the ADD child over here. We love our <laughs> editor. She's great. She's going to make all this sound great. So it's okay. We can have a real conversation. <laughs> but staying in the space, the other thing that you guys do so well, um, and it was one of the reasons when we started working together, when, when you came in and did more signage and labeling than I did, because I felt like I was being excessive already doing the cabinets and the light switches and stuff. And then you guys had one for like the front door and you mentioned the Wi-Fi, which I've never even thought of doing this before, but I thought it was a great idea. Signage, you don't want to be excessive with signage to an extent. Like, I mean, I think that there's a lot of hosts that can be passive aggressive through signage. <laughs> I mean, nobody wants to feel like they can't feel comfortable in a space and that they're getting yelled at through signage or they're being reminded that it's not their space. So anything that you put up signage related should be helpful to the guest and it should be where they're experiencing, you know, that problem maybe. So like if you have a, you know, a particularly strange washing machine, for example, to use, maybe you'll put instructions up for that. Or like door locks, we always put instructions on how to use a keypad above the keypad because brilliant. Um, so many people struggle with that. Seriously, it's brilliant. It sounds so simple, but you're maybe the only property, maybe I've stayed in one out of a hundred that does that. When you come to the front door, there are instructions on the door. But they should be warm too. They should be warm, warm wording, welcoming, you know, welcome to your space, whatever it is, you know, make sure your signage is warm in communication and helpful, you know, and one of the things we have done that, you know, that Tracy's referring to is we have some remote properties where we know when you're standing outside, most people are not going to have Wi-Fi. They're not going to be able to access their messages. No phone coverage up in some of your remote mountain locations. So if you don't already have it, you're screwed. <laughs> yep. And what we do to make sure that guests aren't having any issues, we put a cute little sign in the front door, the Wi-Fi information and a QR code to scan to 
log onto the Wi-Fi quickly. So that if somebody's checking in and they don't have access to their check-in information, they're able to walk up to the front door and see that Wi-Fi information and access their check-in information without feeling like they need to drive up the street or call us or whatever it may be. So what I really like about this example is it's identifying the problem and giving the guests the answer when they're experiencing the problem. So when you're in a space, if there's something quirky or weird about your space and you can see the guests standing in that spot, you know, experiencing that hiccup or that problem, that's a good place for a sign, a helpful warm sign to kind of talk them through whatever they're experiencing and meeting that need before they have to pick up the phone or start trying to dig for information. And that's where signage, I think, is appropriate. Yeah. And you guys do such a nice job. I mean, they're very clean and simple, but to your point, you're not barking at someone either. I know if you go back to one of our first episodes where we were with uh, Sabrina talking about setups that, wow, she get dives into the whole labeling side of it. And there's, there's an art to it. Even these minor things like, you know, using clear label so that you don't have this weird white square all over your cabinets. Those little things make such a difference in the subtle nature of the signage. So, I mean, I've stayed in a place that had just like handwritten stuff like all over the place. And I felt like there were so many signs, I couldn't find the right one to tell me the thing I actually needed. This happened to me a couple of years ago. So I've stayed on the other side of that where it's like, okay, I get the intention, but the execution is terrible. So there's definitely a delicate balance, but having the light switches labeled sounds silly to a lot of people, but I can tell you as a frequent guest, it is one of the most annoying things to constantly be flipping every single switch to find the one that you need. It's easy to fix. Especially if you you have an excess amount of light switches, which I feel like we have a few rentals that just there are light switches like everywhere. Wait till you go to St. Augustine. We have like mystery switches. Like it's insane. A guy who owned an electrical company used to own that house. So he just put in extras everywhere. It's nuts. We try to like cap the ones that are not in use. Another thing that I've seen that I really think is cool is on Mm. Etsy, you can actually order light switch plates that are printed on. And you can choose different fonts or colors. And I feel like that's a super, like if you're setting it up for Airbnb, how fun is that to just order, you know, light switch plates where, you know, whatever that light switch controls is, you know, labeled. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It really is. People love that stuff. They love feeling like they have that power at their fingertips and that they know what's going on and. Well, that's really helpful. But people also recognize the effort and the intention that it took to deliver those smaller things. And that's one of the things I think that comes up a lot in your properties and in mine, you know, is that so much effort was put into this. I can tell the host cares about my stay. It's not just throw some furniture in there and start making some money. So the Wi-Fi signage is definitely something that I I haven't, I've never heard of that before, but it makes perfect sense in those remote areas that you want someone to have some type of like computer functionality if they're locked out. And another thing too, to think about, and this is from a personal experience I had staying at an Airbnb once is people can't 
access the Wi-Fi information, if you provide it through message, it needs to be posted in the rental somewhere. It needs to, you know, and I have checked into an Airbnb where they provided it through message, but because I don't have Wi-Fi in that moment, I can't get the password and then felt extremely frustrated that I did not have access to the Wi-Fi because they didn't post it anywhere in the unit. Agreed. Again, just these logistical type items, like these are really great things to work the kinks out while you're staying in your unit and just walking through it like you would a guest and going through those steps yourself. Well, we gave it all super sauce today. Yep. You're covered in sauce. You're all covered in sauce. We're feeling saucy. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Well, thank you for tuning in to our mini series on the mistakes to avoid with your new listing on Airbnb. Catch you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd be so grateful if you rated and reviewed it. Also subscribe, subscribe for more insider knowledge. We can help you get the edge in the STR world. You can find additional resources for your STR journey, as well as our social media handles at the strinsiders.com.